Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you thankful to be in the presence of the King right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we, we just celebrated a season of time where He came, and everybody was, you know, He's the reason. Well, he's the reason why we're here today. And uh, you and I are the reason he shows up when there's two or more gathered in his name. He creates a, a reason. He said, I'll be there in the midst. Why are you here, Lord? Because two or more of you gathered in my name. God responds to need. He responds to faith. He responds to our desire. I dare say even sometimes to our expectation. One writer said, my expectation is in God. Uh, I don't know what God will do every time I come in here, but I just expect Him to be God. Hallelujah. I don't try to frame Him in. I just know that He's going to do because He's God. And that's what He does. He shows up. He heals. He delivers. He speaks. He sets free. He touches. Hallelujah. He's able. And I'm thankful today that he's here. How about you? Give him one more hand clap and shout of praise this morning. Great God. Appreciate our music and our, our praise team this morning. I tell you, thankful we had one guy show up. <laughs> he, he did real good in the middle of them, them ladies singing. Oh, they always do a great job. We're blessed. I'm thankful for them. Thankful for our music and our sound, our media, all those things. Thank you for what you do. It means a lot. And I'm glad to be in his presence today. The Lord came for a reason. There ain't no doubt about that. And I tell you, it's a, it's a frustrating thing as a pastor to watch people battle and, and struggle with things unnecessarily. Now, some things are going to be a trial and a test. and that, That's everybody. The trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes. The, the writer even said, don't, don't think that it's strange that you're going through this. It, it, it's part of it. But I watch people sometimes go through things unnecessarily, not realizing where their freedom is at. We sang about freedom in that first song and the liberty that comes from the Lord. And, and I want you to know today that God is here today to, to deliver, to set free. Hello. If that's any, hey, if there was any purpose ever settled for the Lord, it was that He came to deliver and set free. You could put two scriptures together and when John said He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Well, how does that set me free? Well, the Bible says the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Friend, I'm telling you, he, he come to set you free. The Holy Ghost will make you free. Hello. The Holy Ghost will set you free. And I'm thankful that we can feel the spirit in this house today. I want to read uh, two uh, verses of Scripture, John chapter 11. In verse, uh, actually, I think I may read a little farther than that. <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to read two, 34 and 35. 34 and 35. 
John 11 and 34, Jesus speaking to Mary and Martha, sisters of Lazarus, said, Where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then Jesus wept. I want to preach for a few moments on this thought today, alive and free. Alive and free. Ain't one good without the other. (laughs) Alive and free. Come on, let's lift our hands and pray. Precious Lord, we love you. Thank you for the spirit of the Lord we feel in this house already. And God, I just pray that you'd help us today to understand what you're trying to say to us. Let our ears hear what the spirit is saying to the church. God, let us not only be alive, but let us be free. Oh, God, move in this house today. Set us free in this house, God. Change our lives forever. Oh, in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give him a hand clap and shout of praise. Oh, anybody believe he's good today? Anybody ever had a a Lazarus miracle in your life? Well, you have if you've been born again. Come on. He's good. You can be seated. God bless you. Yes, sir. The Lord will do this story of of Lazarus. It probably gets preached so many times. And I I, I actually try to stay away from it sometimes because I know it just gets preached all the time. But if there's ever been a story of what Jesus can do that translates over into our lives, it is this story of this man who uh, was dead but was about to be made alive. And it wasn't that he had just died, that he had just taken his last breath, but he had been dead for uh, some time. Uh, It's noteworthy that Jesus knew before he ever started the journey that Lazarus was dead. He knew Lazarus was sick and tarried on purpose because he needed Lazarus and Mary and Martha to see it doesn't matter how bad it gets. Uh, When I get there, I can do what nobody else can do. The opening scripture said... uh, Jesus said, where have you laid him? Let me tell you, Jesus can get you out of the places that people put you. Well, you ought to go ahead and hear it. (laughs) Come on, we live in a place where people want to tag you and put you somewhere. They want to label you and put you somewhere. And Jesus wants to know, where have you laid him? When he was uh, unable to do for himself, where did you put him? I want to know where he's at. And when Jesus saw, he wept. I believe Jesus weeps sometimes and groans in his spirit over the places that we have allowed people to put us. But I want you to know, don't worry about where people put you. Just believe what Jesus can do. Because faith in him is always greater than the facts. (laughs) Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you get free in this place today. Sometimes we just let people wind us up in grave clothes, lay us in the tomb, and roll the stone over the top of us. Jesus said, I want to see where you put this man that I love. Is anybody here don't believe that Jesus loves you today? You better know that he does. And he'd like to know, where have they laid him? I didn't come here to mourn, and I didn't come here to put flowers on the headstone, but I come to set somebody free. I come to make him alive, and then I come to set him free. Where have you laid him? 
Sometimes people think they know our story so well that uh, this is the only place that's fit for them. Lazarus was in the tomb because he was dead. He was in the grave. A stone rolled over him to keep him in or to keep the odor out uh, from out of the tomb. Martha was like, he's been dead four days and he stinks. Listen, it was a fact. Lazarus was dead. But it don't matter what the facts are. Listen, and it doesn't matter how bad the body was. There is no amount of damage that Jesus cannot fix. Let me tell you, Lazarus wasn't warm. He was cold. He was rotten. He was stinking. He was in a bad way. But it doesn't matter how bad it gets in this world. It doesn't matter what damage is done to you, what's happening to you in that cold grave. I'm telling you that Jesus today is able to make you alive, and you won't be like the walking dead, dragging one leg, walking with a limb falling off. Friend, I'm talking about he will make you whole. Where have you laid him? It's too many times we just accept where people put us. We just go ahead and accept that what people say about us. Uh, Lazarus is dead. Huh? Well, I know he's dead. Huh? But Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Uh, anything that Jesus is is greater than what I might be. And it's greater than where I might be. It's greater than the condition I'm in. Uh, I need to know today, uh, uh, and you need to hear me, don't worry about where people put you. Because faith in the Lord is always greater. It's greater than their opinion. It's greater than the facts. Jesus can fix us. Jesus can make it better. He wept over it. And and in verse 39, Jesus was talking uh, to Martha. He said, take the stone away. You know, I think Jesus would speak to us sometimes and tell us, Quit, quit boxing people in. Quit, quit, quit just rolling stones over. Quit blocking their access. Quit, quit, quit giving up hope on them. When they rolled the stone over them, in their mind, I'll, I won't see him again until the resurrection. You know, there's some people that have gotten off in some things and and it's caused them to be dead, maybe dead in sin. And, and if we're not careful, we'll start rolling stones on top of them. Thinking that there's no way back. But hey, not, not me, not you, not nobody else has got the right or the authority to say this is your final outcome. Because Jesus is able to make alive and he's able to set you free. She said, hey, Lord, uh, he stinks. He, he's my brother, I know, but he's stinking. He stinks. It might be somebody you know and they stink right now. That's all right. Jesus knows that. He, you think you don't understand uh, death and life? He understands it. And uh, He's been dead four days. We, we've been keeping tabs on how long. Hmm. We're keeping tabs on how long uh, he's been out, uh, how long he's been gone, how long he's been dead, how long he's been mixed up in this, how long he's been wrapped up, how long he's been bound. We, we've been keeping tabs. <laughs> you know, well, I just stop keeping tabs and just... Start bringing Jesus to where they are. <laughs> we just start keeping tabs on people and on their lives and, and what they're going through and then just quit being busy bodies and everybody else's business. And just say, hey, why don't we just take them to where, take Jesus to where they are? <laughs> Listen, oftentimes obstacles to your freedom will come from family. 
Not me. Not, that, that's not me. Oh, it, was, it was her. <laughs> it might be friends. It might be a doctor. Might be a lawyer. Might be your job. Might be a relationship throwing an obstacle in front of you so you can't uh, get out when Jesus starts calling. And they want to say, look, he's dead, and this is where he is. But again, no matter what they know, no matter what they think, Jesus is able. The psalmist said in Psalm 3, 2 and 3, Many they be which say of my soul, there is no hope for him in God. Selah. In other words, pause and think about that for a minute. There's a lot of people that would just write you off as no good, no count, not worth it. But then he said, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're my glory and the lifter up of my head. Let me tell you, you don't have to walk around with your head down all the time because somebody's labeled you and rolled the stone over you. But lift up your head because the Lord loves you. Friend, the Bible says he's the potter and we're the clay. And maybe they don't like what he's making out of you. It don't matter what they like. It doesn't matter what they think. Let God be God. Let him resurrect you. Let him fix you. Let him help you. Let him give you what you need. But quit giving in to the labels and the title. Quit letting the stones roll over. Hey, just, just let the Lord be the Lord. Because the Lord... He came for anything, friend. It was to make me alive. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Come on, he, he's the life. He's the life. He wants us to live. He said, I came. He said, the enemy, he's going to come. He's going to kill and steal and destroy. And when he's had all his fun, he said, but I have come that they might have life. I've come so that won't be the end of them. I come so that ain't the final story. I come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. I come to make them alive and I come to make them free. Listen, he told her, I don't care what you think you know about him. I don't care how factual it is. I can smell him from here. I know that his organs are dried up. I know that the blood has stopped flowing. I know that he's wrapped up in grave clothes. I know the exact state he is in. But in verse 40, he gave us a key. He said, but if you will believe, you're going to see the glory of God. Oh, I want to see glory in my life. But I tell you what gets me excited is when I see glory in somebody else's life. Why don't we just start believing for those that are wrapped up in grave clothes? Why don't we just start believing for those that are four days dead and stinking instead of just rolling the stone over them? Why don't we just start believing that God can raise them from the dead? He can get them out of the, the alleys. He can get them out of the street. He can get them out of the drug den. He can get them out of the back seat and back alley. He can get them off the bar stool, friend. Let me tell you, he can get them out of that grave. And if we'll just believe as a church that Jesus can do anything, we're going to start seeing the glory. We're going to start seeing the resurrection and the life. Come on, somebody. She thought she knew the situation well enough to say this is it and it's final, but Jesus told her, honey, you don't know who you're talking to. If you'll believe, you'll see the glory of God.
I promise you, when I come into this thing, that people thought, this is another fad. This won't last. Well, talk to me. That was January of 1993. Still got some glory happening. Still got some things going on. Ain't going back to that grave. Ain't going back. Because he didn't just make me alive. He set me free. And I don't have to go back to that tomb anymore. I don't have to lay down and just accept this is all it is anymore. I heard his voice. I heard him say, come forth. Call me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, if we just believe, we'll see the glory of God. Don't doubt in the face of opposition. Don't run from the fight that's coming your way. He's still rolling stones away. Then he looks in verse 43. We hear a word from the Lord. Lazarus, come forth. The word makes alive. The Bible says we're born again. We're born into a new life. Lazarus, come forth. And it says, and he that was dead came forth. He heard it. He's laying in that cold, cold grave. Dark. Wrapped up tight. Said he had bound hand and foot, napkin around his face. But he could still hear. His soul wasn't in his body. His spirit wasn't there. He was just a shell laying there. And yet, Lazarus. I don't think that uh, he even finished that sentence before he came alive. He heard his name, then he heard the command. Lazarus. Just think, I want you to think what happened in an instant. His flesh returned whole. His blood started flowing. His heart started pumping. His lungs were working. His ears were working. His eyes were working. His body could function in an instant. And it gave him the ability to follow the command, come forth. I'm calling you out of darkness into some marvelous light. <laughs> hey, it wasn't enough for Lazarus to just be alive. When he said Lazarus, he came alive. But when he came forth, he was on his way to getting loose. Come on, somebody. His word don't only make us alive, but his word makes us free. Romans 6 says after we are buried and then we're resurrected in baptism, we will walk in the newness of life. The word, hey, friend, it'll make you alive and it will set you free. He said... Lazarus come forth and he's alive and, and I don't know people I've seen people say oh he was wrapped up and he was hopping I don't know if he was hopping I don't know if they wrapped him one leg at a time or both legs together I don't know but it does say he was bound hand and foot with grave clothes there's so many people that don't realize that God's not just trying to get you alive he's trying to set you free you want to watch so many people uh, have an experience and then walk away because they don't realize that he, he didn't come just to make you alive. Wow. I, I received the Holy Ghost. That's good. You, 
But that but if you stay bound, Lazarus, come forth. Why do you have to bring him out forth? Because I gotta get him loose. Because his next thing was to tell some people around him, loose him and let him go. Because he can't look like I hadn't done anything. People's got to see. Can I tell you that when God calls you out, it ain't ain't self-righteous and holier than thou to let people see you walk? Come on, somebody. Jesus told a man that was lame, he was laying on his cot, laying on his bed, he said, take up your bed and walk. He was in the middle of a group of people that was just like him. They were lame and halt and they had all kinds of sicknesses and now all of a sudden I'm different. That's all right. He made you different. All of a sudden, Lazarus is different from all them people in them graves around him. That's all right. Let them see you walk. Yeah, come on. You're not being self-righteous and holier than thou. Jesus changed you. He didn't just heal you, but he loosed you. He said, he didn't just make you alive, but he loosed you. Now we're supposed to walk in the newness of life. Be hard to carry a cross with your grave clothes on. Can't nobody see what he's done as long as you're bound hand and foot. But when Jesus sets you free, mm, come on, somebody. He didn't come just to make you alive. I I won't disappoint you. But I'll tell you, there's people today that they they hear the call. And let me tell you, there wasn't nothing Lazarus could do but wake up when he said Lazarus. He said it with intent because he had talked about Lazarus a couple of days earlier. We're going to see Lazarus. Lazarus didn't pop out of that grave before they got there. When he got there, he said it with intent, Lazarus. That's the Lord. And people hear that call. And they come alive for a moment. And they realize, wow, oh, this is what I've been looking for. How come I can't experience none of it? Because you won't let him set you free. You got to get out of them grave clothes. You got to get to get out of those things that identify you with where he called you from. Uh, uh, I don't believe you have to change. Oh, you're going to have to change. There's going to be a change. You can't get close to God and not change. You can't hear that. Hey, you can't even hear his voice and not change. Lazarus was dead, but then he was alive, all at the voice of Jesus. And then he was loosed by the command of the Lord. Let me tell you, you can't get close to God or his word. You can't get in a service where his spirit's moving. Lazarus did not levitate out of that grave. Jesus didn't force him to come from that tomb. He just told him, now you're able. Come forth. Do you know what Lazarus could have done? Stayed there. Now you think, that's, Pastor, that's stupid. Why would you stay there? I don't know. I wonder why people stay. I wonder why people stay in things that God calls them out of. I wonder why people go back. I wonder how many times Lazarus walked by that graveyard and thought, man, I'm just going way over here. I don't want to even be close to where that was. I remember how cold it was and dark it was. and I don't want to be there, not till this time again. But it's amazing to me that some people's walk with God's like a yo-yo. In, out. In, out. It's the way God intended it. God said, I'll make you alive 
more alive than you ever been. Let me tell you, I got some of them in here to tell you, you felt different when you come out of that water, didn't you? Oh, I got pictures to prove it. I love some of these pictures of these people coming out of, out of that water. Boy, just that, that look on their face, that smile of glory on their face coming up alive. But they're also loose because they left them grave clothes in the water. And they started walking in the newness of life. Oh, let me tell you, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why would you go back to what he set you free from? Not just alive. But free. He said, Well, I, you know, nobody there thought it was possible. Well, you've seen Jesus do a lot of things. But man, this cat's been dead four days. I mean, got to be some limitations. Got to be a cutoff somewhere. Ain't no cutoff because people that's been dead a thousand years going to resurrect one day. <laughs> one man wasn't nothing but a bunch of bones. And they, when they throw the prophet in there on him, he jumped up. Or throw the prophet's bones on him, and then the man jumped up. So, I mean, you know, if, if he can put flesh on a valley of dry bones and make them stand up, let me tell you, uh, these bones can live. We can live. I don't want to be just be alive. I want to be free. Uh, I, I heard him. Made me alive. But listen, we can't worship and we can't witness as long as we're bound. When it looks like there's been no change in our life, that's, that's, that's called hiding your light under a bushel. <laughs> that's like the Lord flipping on, lighting that candle and then you putting the basket over it. <laughs> and then when we keep, listen, Lazarus could have laid in that tomb till he died again. If we won't come out, we won't live. If we won't come out, we won't get free. There was no command to be loose until he got out of that tomb. And if we won't come out of the things that the Lord's calling us from, if we stay hid in the dark, we'll stay bound. He didn't send them into the tomb, go in there and loose him. He called him out. He said, but I called you out so you could be free. I called you out so you could be loose. And so, so we, we've got to remember that, church. We've got to remember what the Lord has said about uh, these things, having things in our life. I know we, we don't preach about that a whole lot. Uh, we, we, we just want to jumping and hopping and carrying on. And, and I love all that shouting and running. And, and but, but, friend, I want to be free. I want to be free from the things that, that hounded me all my life. I, I want to be set free. And, and staying loose is up to you and I. Yeah, it's up to us. In Second Peter, he wrote this. In verse 18, uh, 2 and 18, he said, For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh and through much wantonness. And those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same as he brought in bondage. But be careful. There's a lot of people whispering liberty in it with grave clothes behind their back. He said, they promised liberty, but they, they're servants of corruption. They just want to put you somewhere. Where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? Where, where, what have they labeled you? What have they tagged you in? What have they uh, uh, rolled a stone? Where, where, where have they put you? 
He said, but whoever you're overcome, then that same person you're brought under bondage. But after you've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again, for all them folks that think you can't never get tangled up again, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. Isn't that nasty? But if anybody got dogs, you know what he's talking about. Because they will eat anything. Ooh. And as disgusting as that is, that's what he's trying to, the point he's trying to make. When you go back, it's disgusting. The sow that was washed, right back to the mire. Right back to the mud hole. That is not us. Because we have been made alive and we have been made free. Let him set you free. No more servants of sin. That's not who we are anymore. The things that we allow in our lives make us to be slaves and servants. There's too many Holy Ghost filled people in the world today that are in bondage to things in this world and it's their own doing. Come on, talk to me for a minute. Come on and let's just own up now. Let's just be big. Let's be grown up about it. We've got to live for God and live for God only. And if anybody thinks living for God's a, a boring life or a restrictive life or they ain't really living for God because this is the best life going. Hey, this is the best life going. I enjoy living for God. And I, I don't miss nothing that he took from me. I don't miss nothing that he loosed me from. And people need to start getting sick of sin again. Oh, listen. The word tolerate and tolerance is, is causes us to think we can just accept sin in our midst. But the Lord said sin separates from us from him. The Lord hates sin. He died to deliver us from sin. And we need to get back to a place where we just start saying, look, I, might, I ain't perfect. And I know I'm going to make my share of mistakes. But I'm just not going to willfully turn around and do the things that God died to set me free from. It's time to choose this day who will serve. Time to serve the Lord and serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord came to, to make us alive and to give us everlasting life. But while we're here on this earth, he, he came to give us a new life as well and to set us free. Peter said, you know, in times past we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. You know what the Lord said about his people when they were in Egypt? He said, let my people go. <laughs> let them go. This is not where they are supposed to stay. Psalm 146 and 7 says, the Lord looseth the prisoners. He come to set us free. He, he declared in St. John 8 and 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In verse 36, he said, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. We think that it's impossible, that it just can't happen. 
A lot of people didn't think it could happen for Lazarus, but it did. It happened. They, went, they were there when he died. Some of them there probably helped prepare the body. And they had been there mourning with Mary and Martha for days. They knew the condition that Lazarus was in. And there's no way that man's coming out of that hole. But he did. And when they look at you and say, there ain't no way you're coming out. Look around and say, but I did. Huh? There ain't no way you're going to get your life right. But you did. There ain't no way that you're going to get out of that addiction. But you did. There ain't no way you're going to survive that. But you did. Because he didn't just come to make you alive. He come to set you free. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You can come to the music, darling. I'm so glad that God gave us the Holy Ghost. Because that spirit, that it's the spirit of liberty. It sets us free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Bible says if we mortify the deeds of the flesh through the Spirit. That's, see what he's saying? He said, if you go, something's going to get killed, kill them things that bind you. And you can do that through the Spirit. You can be free from them things through the Spirit. But we got to stop looking at the Holy Ghost as just one little time I, I prayed in another tongue and woo, it felt good. And realize that he gave it to you to lead you. The Bible says into truth. And the truth shall make you free. It just keeps circling around everywhere. He's life, he's truth, he's liberty. He's life and he's truth and he's liberty. He come to make you alive and he come to set you free. Now, the Lord is that spirit and where that spirit is is liberty. Isaiah said this. That the yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. The yoke. If somebody's got you in a yoke, they're going to tell you where to go. It's like if you had a yoke of oxen, you, you're the one holding the reins. Going this way, going that way. Going this way, going. And that's how that world had that yoke on us. But the Lord said, I'm not just going to make you alive. I'm going to set you free. So I'm going to give you the spirit and the anointing. That spirit is liberty. It destroys the yoke. And the enemy and even your flesh, if you won't let it, can't overcome the spirit. Now, you can stand with me. In the book of Luke, Jesus went into the temple one day and he took the scroll and he began to read. And he read in Isaiah. He read what we call Isaiah 61 and 1. And this is what he said. I want you to think about this now. People were there and just like we are here today. And every one of them had something going on in their life. Everybody think, well, they lived in the day of Jesus. They was all okay. No, they wasn't. <laughs> they was just like us, a bunch of people with all kind of mess behind the scenes. But Jesus stood up and said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. He come to make them alive. And he came to set them free. He came to loose them. He said, I, I'm going to loose the captives. I'm going to open the prison door to them that are bound. I'm about to be a jailbreak in here for somebody. You ever think about a, a jail cell? You can look through the bars and see the life you want and never get it. But the Lord said, I'm going to open the door so you can walk on through. Because I don't want you just sitting there daydreaming about the life you think you could have. I want you to have it. I want you to embrace it. I want you to step out and get it. <laughs> now when Jesus read this in the book of Luke, he, he closed the book and he looked around at everybody and he said, this day, look at your neighbor and say, this day, and I'm going to say it just like Jesus did. Because Jesus said, the things I did, you're going to do in greater things. So I'm fixing to do what Jesus did. I just read you what he read. And then he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. It ain't just something you heard, but it is fulfilled. In other words, it's going to come to pass. The Lord is here to set you free in this house today. He's here to open up the prison door. Come on, you can sit back there in your seat and gaze through the bars, or you can step through the open door. Come on, somebody. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you here today, today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. You heard it, now you know it. God's got the ability to make you alive and he's got the ability to set you free. He's opening up the door of depression right now. Hey, if I call it out and that's you, why don't you just step on out and head toward the front? He's opening up the door of addiction right now. He's opening up the door of anxiety right now. He's opening up the door of stress and worry right now. Come on. He just opened up the prison door of broken hearts right now. Come on, somebody. Come on, you can stand around and gaze through the bars. Or you can come on down here and say, I'm free. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. It's hard to live for the Lord uh, when you're bound. Uh, but he said, I'm going to set you free. Uh, I want you to be able to lift your hands. Uh, I want you to be able to lift your voice. Uh, I want you to be able to pray. Uh, I want you to be able to call on my name. Uh, I want you to be able to let your light shine. Uh, so I'm going to set you free. Jesus told the people there, said, loose them and let them go. Uh, while she's singing, won't you lay hands on somebody and just say, Lord, loose them and let them go. You ain't got to know what they're going through. Just take them out of hand. Say, Lord, loose my husband. Loose my wife. Loose my brother. Loose my sister. Let them go. Set them free in their mind, in their heart, in their spirit. Oh, Lord, 
I wonder if Lazarus was this out of breath. <laughs> Woo! I'll tell you what. I don't believe it was just a little old calm, collected experience when they started unwrapping. I think the more, the brighter it probably got, the more excited he got, and the more anxious he's got, get this stuff off of me. When they finally got him, unwrapped around his head, get these things off of me. I'm not dead anymore. I'm not laying in the grave anymore. Get this stuff off of me. I wonder if somebody feels like that today. Just get these chains off of me. Get these grave clothes off of me. Woo! Jesus. Jesus. Man, let me tell you. I know what Scripture says about him. And if we're not careful, we'll embrace the life and neglect the freedom. John wrote about it. In him was light, and the light was the life of men. Let me tell you, he's the resurrection and the life. He come to give us everlasting life. And we can get so caught up about going to heaven and everlasting life that we forget to embrace the freedom that he gives us right here so we could walk in liberty, walk in freedom, walk in truth, walk in the newness of life. I hope you get both of them today. Mm, no more shackles. No more shackles. Y'all just start saying that over and over. Just no more shackles. No more shackles. Say it till you get it. Say it till you believe it. No more shackles. No more shackles. Uh -uh. I see people lifting their hands. I see people dancing. I see if we could see with our eyes what happened in the spirit there'd be piles of chains and, and things that, that bind us there'd be uh, piles of grave clothes laying around that had us bound up and even though we was alive and, and we was able to hear and able to we wasn't loose but today we're loose because that scripture has been fulfilled in our ears if you believe you're loose today give him a hand clap and shout of praise come on are you are you set free? We talk about being baptized and spirit filled. That's great. Unless you're still bound. That's the, you know, I, I, I enjoy just wildlife and things like that. And everybody knows me, knows I love lions. But I don't like lions in a zoo because that ain't where they belong. It's sad to watch a big animal like that. He's, by no fault of his own, ended up captured. And, and then he don't know anything but that. That's all he knows, so he just lays there. 
and he looks at you while you walk by. But you know where they're beautiful? It's when you see them going across in plains. And but the saddest thing ever is to see an animal that was meant to be free and to see them caged up. I, I don't know, maybe i am got a little hippie in me or something. Yes, you do But even sadder than that is to watch a born-again child of God behind prison doors. I'm not talking about, well, that would be bad too in natural prison, but, but I'm talking about when God intended you to be free, not just alive, but free. It's time to get on the other side of them bars and live your life. Amen. Give him one more hand clap and shout of praise. Alive and free. I've been, we used to sing it. He set me free. He set me free. That's right. He broke the bonds of prison for me. And Boy, people would run and shout when we'd sing that. Hey, we need to get the hymn book out again. Remember, he set me free. He set me free. Praise God. I love you, folks. Have a great day. Remember, we don't have anything happening until watch night service, so we'll see you Friday night at 930 and looking for a great time in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.